Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Woody, and I'm here with my new podcast, the Woody Off the Cuff Podcast. Now, I've podcasted before, and I've written books, and I've done blogs, but here's the reason why this is going to be this way. I've found that I'm losing my magic when I try to script my work too much. You know, I've written my book, Help, I'm Overwhelmed. I've done podcasts and blogs and posts and all kinds of stuff. But what I find is, for me, things don't really feel right unless they're done in the moment. You know, now publishing my book, Help, I'm Overwhelmed, was the single biggest thing I've ever done, and it was so challenging. But truth be told, you know, about four months since publishing, I've had such a hard time producing content in these four months. I've been so focused on selling the book and trying to get talks and trying to, you know, earn money and get status and just all these things, you know. I've been so confused, trying so hard to market myself. And it made me realize I'm not really having that much fun making my content anymore because I'm working so hard. And so I thought, like, what do I want? I want a platform to talk when I'm really in the feeling, you know, because the biggest problem with being a creator is scheduling stuff and making a timeline and getting it out there on a schedule. And it just doesn't work for me to like over schedule things. But one thing I do love to do is just talk off the cuff. And I'm really good at that. And really, I can flow without any kind of a script. And so this podcast is called Woody Off the Cuff. And it's going to be so much more than just a produced podcast. It's going to be a look inside my life and my daily routines. It's going to be the most emotionally intense and powerful lessons that I learn when I learn them and process them and share them with you. And it's going to be something that I then use to cut up and dice up and produce my other content, you know, and so draw little clips from quotes and lessons. And so don't worry, it's not going to be a disorganized mess, but it's going to be a semi-organized, well-thought-out-but-yet-authentic learning for all of us, me included. So that's why I'm here. I'm going to take this podcast, record it, you know, do mastering, produce it, make it so that it sounds good. And then I'm also going to record it on my phone and make clips from this podcast as well and post those clips, those uh, blogs, the stories, the, you know, little picture tiles. Everything is going to kind of be built from each episode. So... There's the preamble. I hope you're as excited as I am to dive into some stuff. And again, as far as topics go, I basically have one topic in life, one thing that I think about, which is what's the best way to live my life and have well-being? That's it. And something that is really central to me is always being open to doing the right thing, whatever it is. You know, I am very much agnostic in everything I do in the sense that I just want to do what's best for my well-being and best for others and hopefully those align and I'm finding that they do and so from my book about dealing with overwhelm and asking for help you know to my other content about mental health and trauma and stuff I just keep finding that I don't know um, to put it simply there's a two-step process to me to well-being and one the step that I do the, I guess, independent variable, shall we say, if this is a science experiment, is I prioritize solely my trauma recovery and well-being in that sense. And that's really the most important thing to me. And so I'm saying this as a part of the kind of preamble to episode one of this podcast, because that's everything. If you want to know 
how I'm trying to live in a nutshell. It's just recovery from trauma and physical injuries and recovery from stuff that's in the way of my well-being is the only priority. And friends, family, uh, career, money, everything else, you know, comes after that because I'm just finding that the world is so hard and so traumatic and so overwhelming that I don't even realize how bad it is. And I keep having these experiences that just open my eyes and show me, wow, there is an absurd amount more to life if I confront my traumas and get as much help as possible, you know? And that's why I wrote a book called Help, I'm Overwhelmed. So anyway, that's the single thing I focus on, the independent variable. The thing I manipulate is I place all my focus and emphasis on recovering. And then my dependent variable, the single thing I try to measure to see if it's working is just, are things getting better? I know that sounds like a vague question, but you know, I found that when I try to measure the specifics of my life, I'll always find a flaw. I'll always be trapped in some traumatic perfectionist view, you know, that I'm not good enough or that things aren't good enough or that even if things are getting better, this is wrong or that's wrong or, or I'll measure myself by a societal standard that's not, not healthy. But what I find is that if I can just set a baseline and say, hey, this is where I'm at right now. Okay, and here are all the traumas I have and all the challenges I have and all the things that I've messed up in my life. Are things getting better? If I ask that, then genuinely, genuinely, I can tell that life is good if they're going in the right direction, if things are getting better. And it also keeps my focus on what's important, which is improvement. That's something that I can actually control is I can place focus on something and improve. And if instead... I place my focus on getting any specific result or any specific goal, you know, like, so what, right? Like, it's not like I achieve some goal and become locked in a golden case where forever I live eternally for millions of years because I've achieved perfection. I'm going to live and breathe and go through my years and die sometime. And that's going to happen to me regardless. So why would I want a specific goal? I just want to keep feeling better, getting better. It's beyond words how well this has worked for me. It's been about a year and a half, I would say, you know, since I started living this way. Um, Just a little background about me. I really started, I graduated college in 2015 and in 2016 is when I really started um, thinking about how am I going to live my life? You know, first 22 years of my life, didn't even give it a thought. First 22, 23 years, you know, just no thoughts, just doing whatever was put in front of me. And then in, um, in 2016, I really had an awakening and was like, I got to figure life out. And I spent about five years just doing everything I could to improve myself. And I set a lot of goals and I made a lot of statements and I had a lot of thoughts and a lot of ego and a lot of worries. And I tried things. And for those five years, I discovered and learned so much. But the truth is, and I say this in my book too, I didn't really make a dent in my anxiety, my well-being, my challenges. Like I learned a lot and grew so much. And yet on a daily basis, I was still anxious and overwhelmed. And it didn't feel noticeably different. It felt like I was going somewhere, but it didn't feel like it clicked. And that was reading every self-help book on my shelf. That was hiring coaches and coaching and doing stuff. That was during therapy. That was making career moves. I did a lot of stuff. And yet I didn't, I I just couldn't help but admit that like I didn't get what I needed. And it uh this attitude of 
admitting when I didn't get what I needed has really paid off for me because now I'm starting to get what I need. And it's only because I didn't settle and didn't give up. But you know, about last summer, I I had to set everything aside. I had just full transparency been, you know, working as a coach and making content, but I didn't have a book. I didn't have a speaking practice. I really didn't have anything concrete. I spent a lot of my time playing video games. This is even after reading all the books about hard work and stuff, you know, it didn't work for me. And so I sat there and, you know, in about 2019, I said, hey, um, something's got to change here. And so I said, you know what, forget work. I'm just going to get in perfect shape. I'm going to take perfect care of my physical body and become a bodybuilder and get in perfect shape. And then everyone will see how awesome I am because I can control my body. And then, you know, I did that for a couple of years and it completely failed and backfired and it was so bad. Um, I worked so hard and was so body dysmorphic and trying to eat all these crazy things and exercise crazy and it really just made me tired and it also didn't um, didn't end up helping my happiness. And so, you know, even though I had quote unquote quit chasing the money or something, I realized I was just chasing social status in a different way. And so in mid-2021, which is, you know, about a year and a half ago from the time of recording this, I just said, hey, I got to shut it all down because it's not working and I just need help. And that was all. Just, I need help. Three words. And ever since then, things have finally been going in the right direction. And so every day, I ask for more help with my trauma and my challenges and my overwhelm. And every day, things get a little better. And for about, I don't know. 16, 17 months, this has been the case, and it's wild. It's completely wild and humbling, and it just keeps getting more so. And so, you know, I'm actually here today. I did have a specific topic in mind, but I think all that backstory is important for you to get to know me and maybe know why you should trust me and why you, what's different about this than any other self improvement podcast. And I hope that what's different is. I am super honest and super transparent and also that I'm just really authentic. And so that was kind of setting that up. But honestly, something insane. Now, when I say insane, I just mean things that I could never have imagined when I was operating on the old way of panicking and trying to read all the self-help and just ignore all my problems and just be perfect. These insane moments of clarity are coming to me the more help I get. And so I wanted to share one with you today because it happened yesterday and it's wild. It's so wild. I know I keep saying that, but it's like this ride. Um, So the topic for today that just hit me and I was like, I have to tell the people about this. I have to report on this. You know, I'm out in the frontiers in the jungle reporting. The topic is what emotional subscriptions are you still subscribed to? And have you thought about that? What emotional subscriptions? And this came up because yesterday I took a huge emotional step by taking a huge financial step and handing over the day-to-day budgeting of my house to my wife, Pritha. Um, We've been talking and frankly, like we've been spending too much money and I'll just be honest, I have. I'm probably the main culprit. I am the main culprit. I just spend and I like to experiment with things but the truth is you know I just can always find a reason to buy something and thankfully I don't buy too much outside my means but I do buy more than I need I'm talking products like fitness products or health products I'm talking uh 
food. I just, you know, if I need something I've just gotten in the habit, my budget just keeps increasing and I buy more food, you know, and I like DoorDash it, you know, and then suddenly my meal was $27 and it's insane, right? But I normalize it or, you know, um, just spending on subscriptions that, oh yeah, that was the whole point of the topic is I just get subscribed to things and it is exhausting to try and unsubscribe. And so I wanted to bring that up because this conversation happened yesterday about finances and thankfully, Preetha and I have finances in great shape. We save. We don't have debt. We're really blessed. But I knew I could be doing better. Or perhaps I knew that I couldn't do any better, and so I needed help. And so last night, we got talking about finances, and Preetha was like, do you want me to like budget and be in control of all the finances and set a limit for you? And at first, I was like, no, no, no. I just need you to track it for me. I just need you to like help me with some of the details. I can budget and then about 10 minutes later, I was like, yeah, I will allow you to do all the budgeting. And we already have a software. It's already in there. I've worked so hard to get it in there. But I told her, I just can't, I can't do it. And so um, I need help. That's usually where all growth starts for me. I need help. You're going to hear me say those words over and over again. I guess that's my mantra. It's just, I need help. And the reason I bring up this idea of subscriptions is because those are the hardest part of personal finance, right? It's like, if you're overspending on specific items, you can just say, hey, we're not buying that anymore, or we're not buying this. But subscriptions get deep into your finances. You know, like, I've got a subscription that kills me, that's $12 a month for two email addresses for our art business that I don't use, because I bought two extra email addresses from Google, and they're $6 each. And even just $12 a month is so much, right? That's like $144 a year. And I try to cancel them and I can't get them canceled. And then I need to call somebody. But you know, like, oh, it's so much work to call and try and unsubscribe. And it's like, you know, it's just in there. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just leave it. Or, you know, we have TV subscriptions to services we don't really need, but we watch it once in a while. So I'm like, oh, it's, I got to find the login. I got to dig it up. You know, like unsubscribing is just a lot of work. It takes really active work. You can't just not buy it anymore, right? You have to actively unsubscribe. <sighs> and so I've realized that lately. I've just realized that there's so much I wish I could unsubscribe from. Just hit the magic button. And and I've been trying to do it one by one. But Preetha said something last night that was like, okay, Woody, I'm just going to unsubscribe us from everything and then we'll start to resubscribe. And I thought, Wow. That is really powerful, the idea to just hit unsubscribe all and reset. Because I just am fighting off these subscriptions financially, but it's like I'm living in their world, you know? And it made me think, um, what if I could do that to other parts of my life, not just my finances? That's why the topic is unsubscribing from emotional subscriptions, is because I had to ask myself, why am I struggling so much with finances? And specifically, why am I trying so hard to do something that I'm not suited to do? I'm just not, I can know all the information about personal finance. I'm very book smart. And so I can read and know exactly what to budget and what's a good budget, how much to save, how to set it up, everything. But physically, life is so demanding, I just end up buying stuff right? And I bet a lot of you are in that same boat, that it's not because you want to, it's just life's hard. And I've realized I am not a details-oriented person or a detailed budgeting person. I'm physically incapable. And 
I get embarrassed, honestly, and ashamed every time I admit that uh, to other people and especially live, you know, because who is this life coach person talking to me and saying they can't even control their own finances, but it's true. Like I can know what to do and I can want to do it, but there's a physical aspect to budgeting and doing the work and doing the numbers and holding yourself back and I can't and I need help. And so that's why I asked for help from Pritha with our budgeting and I'm very, very excited about that. Okay. And so I did that and I thought, why am I doing this? Why has it taken me so long to realize that I'm not capable of doing any better than I'm doing? I have been crushing myself for years trying to get our budgets organized. I have put my best foot forward. I've done everything I can, you know, and yet I can't get it right. And I realized it's because I have subscribed to an emotional pattern that is, I am the historically male person who needs to be put together and like to be a good person I have to be able to control my budget if I can't control it that means I'm bad and so that's just another type of subscription I realized it's an emotional subscription and the pain and the embarrassment and the physical emotion I felt last night when I admitted to my wife like you know I um I can't do this anymore. I need your help budgeting. You know, the physical embarrassment of I can't, I I spend more than I want to. It's like out of my control and I can't stop it was so strong. You know, it was so strong. And especially admitting that I've done my best and I can't do it. Because I'm trying to be honest with you all about the struggles, but also the good parts. I'm genuinely you know, smart with money and I know what to do. I do save. We save every month. I have it automatically go into the stock market and retirement and I know how to set up all our accounts and I've worked myself to the bone to get there. And yet I still, still can't do any better than that. I'm still drowning and still struggling, even though I've done my best. And I realized that I've got to admit that and ask for help. So anyway, That's an emotional subscription. And one of the emotional subscriptions was as a person who was born as a man and raised as a man, I'm supposed to be the budgeter, right? And we all know that's not true, that any person of any gender can equally budget, you know, but societal norms have taught me that. And I've seen so many, you know, men who are the financial talkers and stuff. And I don't even identify as a man anymore. I identify as non-binary, but yet I still feel that frustration, And that's just a subscription that's deep in me. And so I'd love to be able to come and tell you, this is an easy lesson, right? Just click unsubscribe from all of your emotional subscriptions. Just click unsubscribe from your finances and then just click unsubscribe from your emotional subscriptions and save that money and save that emotional effort where it really matters, right? It sounds so easy. But the point I want to get across is that It's a nearly impossible task in both cases, right? If you've ever um, watched the show Friends and seen when they try to unsubscribe from the gym, again, just flag, yeah, of course, Friends is a super white, super heteronormative show, just putting that out there when I make pop culture references. But the show Friends, you know, there's this episode where Chandler's trying to unsubscribe from the gym, but he can't because you have to go to the gym and you have to sign something there. And they bring you into this office and they tell you, oh, like, Are you sure you want to unsubscribe? You're going to be so fat and lazy and you don't want to work out anymore. You don't care about your health. 
And then he ends up subscribing to like extra classes at the gym. And then Chandler and Ross go to the gym and they're like, we want to unsubscribe. And then they both end up with gym memberships. And then finally, they just have to go to the bank and they're like, we want to cancel our bank accounts because we don't want to have to pay the gym anymore. And it's just this insanity. But the truth is, that is pretty accurate for canceling a lot of subscriptions in life. It really is. Um, I have canceled gym twice in the past year because I've dealt with body image issues and going back to the gym and then not. And it was a nightmare to cancel. I did have to go and cancel and suffer judgment and go in person. And so sometimes these physical subscriptions really are very challenging to unsubscribe to the financial stuff. And I'm finding that emotional stuff is the same way. You just can't click unsubscribe. The only reason I'm here making this show for you, you know, telling you about unsubscribing from emotional stuff is because I have asked for inordinate amounts of help with my mental health. Just absurd amounts, but absurd by society standards, probably the baseline needed for a normal person. That's why I think mental health and trauma healing are the bottleneck for human society and everything we do. And the more you do that, the better your life will get. To me, that's just a baseline, obvious and simple. But anyway, um, yeah, just wanted to say all this to say it's really hard, but it might be worth waking up to your emotional subscriptions. And the second point is you have to have help. That's what I believe, at least. I can't tell you what to believe, but I know that I have to have help. It's not optional. And scratching and clawing with every help I could get for 18 months and writing a book on it and living that life and trying so hard, I'm still just scratching some of my emotional, um, you know, you call it baggage or whatever, but it's really an emotional subscription. It's something I'm subscribed to that got I got plugged into before I even knew what I was doing, you know? And imagine all these things you've gotten plugged into in childhood that you just go on with adulthood and you don't even know what's going on. You don't even know exactly what's happening. You're just subscribed. So that's maybe the lesson for today is not so much how to unsubscribe specifically so much as you need all the help you can get. I mean, (laughs) let's be honest, that's going to be the lesson of everything I ever say is you need all the help you can get all the time. And however much help you're asking for, the best thing you can do to improve your life is ask for even more. And I tend to only see this and realize this when I'm forced to it. Thankfully, I've got a book that reminds me, you know, this whole topic of wanting to be perfect and thinking I should do it. It's just straight up chapter three of my book, you know, where I say, hey, um, you, you think you need to be perfect on the first trial by yourself. And that's how life teaches you to be in society. But the truth is you can try as many times as you want with as much help as you need to meet your need. And I think we all have the same need, which is more love, belonging, and more healing from our trauma and our challenges. And so I think that's where our focus is best spent. So anyway, just kind of recap today, right? This is an episode of the Woody Off the Cuff podcast. I'm going to keep doing these. I'll keep making content based on it. I will keep trying to be transparent with you, offer all these little nuggets, insights from my life. But I promise not to dump on you, not to just, you know, put out unprocessed nonsense and to dump my emotions onto you. I I process and then I come to you, you know, very soon in the moment, right? This happened last night, but in a processed, regulated way. Because part of the service I want to offer to you is that regulation, that calm, 
I, I just hope you can hear it in my voice. I think if you go back, in fact, I know that if you go back and listen to my old podcasts or you read my old stuff, it's pretty frenetic. I'm not going to lie. Everything before the book era, which was just four months ago, it is a little bit crazy pants when I go back and I'm like, wow, I was wired for that podcast. Wow, I was so crazy for that post or so frenetic. And so I hope what you get from me in this is calm, is regulated. I mean, I'm still a perky person. I'm still excited and friendly and affable, and I've got lots of energy, and I'm sure I'll have jubilant days. But I always want to come to you regulated. I always want to offer you, and this is the magic of getting help, is I'm getting help, and yeah, I'm teaching you ideas and stuff, but like I said, there's a thousand other podcasts talking about similar ideas. Maybe not quite the way I put it, you know, I think my idea is really special, but there's a lot of stuff out there, a lot of information, but I hope by listening, you don't just receive information. That's not the most important thing. I hope you receive the regulation I'm offering you. I hope you receive the safe space I'm offering you. Um, in scientific terms, it would actually be called co-regulation, which is where you and I regulate together and we're calm and, you know, it doesn't mean we're happy. We can be sad. We can be crushed. We can be desperate, defeated. We can be enthusiastic and joyful. But whatever we are, I hope we'll be regulated together and that I'll offer some more of that self-regulation to you. And that said, like, I'm going to come days when I'm challenged, but I'm always going to come honest and authentic and, you know, we'll help each other. So with that, that concludes the first episode of Off the Cuff with Woody. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, but honestly, hate to say it, but I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for me. I, I think it'll help you too, but I just need to have a place to come and regulate and be calm and use a medium I love, which is podcasting and vocal content and speak the things I'm learning out to somebody and feel like I'm talking to someone. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of this audience. You know, as always, I'll put my links in the description. If you want to buy a book, get on the email list, whatever that's there. But most importantly, I hope that you learn and grow and that I learn and grow from making this. And I'll talk to you next time.